0: Well, Merry Christmas to you. I hope you had a great, great Christmas, a great time with your family, and we are so excited about an opportunity to gather online with you. And just for those of you who I don't know, I'm Joe. I serve as one of the pastors here at Riverbend, and for this Christmas, my family and I took a road trip, a road trip. And how many of you guys have ever done a road trip? Think about where you have Recently driven, and maybe it's a shorter distance, or maybe it's a longer distance. For us, our road trip was pretty long because we went to where I was born and raised, the Atlanta, Georgia area, which is a city called Smyrna, is where I'm from. And so we drove. And in order to to get ready for the road trip, there were a lot of conversations that Amy and I had to have about what do we pack, what do we bring, what do we do with our four-month-old puppy, how do we do that, how do we travel with a puppy, how do we Make that happen, and thinking about Ray, who's seven years old and and how many stops do we need to take and how many stops do we need to make and and is there a pet friendly hotel that we could stay in these are all the types of things that we had to think about as we prepared for the trip in order in order to step fully into what it is that we were seeking to do as we took that journey and you know as we come to the end of this year 2023 we're stepping in to a new year a new year and so as we think about that as we think about this idea of preparation which we've been talking a lot about through the advent season and getting ready for jesus this christmas i want us to think about that idea of joining him and going with him in the new year in 2024. and so for us i want us to think about today this question how can you actively adjust to God's activity in 2024? How can you do that? How can you join Him? How can you be in a state of pre- a preparation so that you can then discern this is where He's moving, this is how He's moving, this is what He's inviting me into, and then adjust accordingly? Henry Blackaby famously said that for us to know what God is up to and then to join Him is the heart in the design of those who are followers of Him, that we should see where God is working and then join Him in that work. But in order to do that, we have to constantly adjust, adjust attitudes, adjust perspectives, adjust our way in which we would wanna do something, our timetable, our schedule. We've gotta adjust. We've gotta have an opportunity before us where we say to the Lord, yes, I'm adjusting to how it is that you're at work, the opportunities that you're giving me, I want to step into. And you know, when you think about where we've been in this teaching series, as we've been in specifically Matthew chapter 2, we looked at those three gifts, and just, again, would like to ask the quiz question for you, what were those three gifts, what were those three gifts? Yes, you can participate at home, what were the three gifts, right? There's gold, frankincense, and myrrh, right? Those were the three gifts that these wise men gave to Jesus. But that wasn't the end of the story. In fact, after they left, other things had transpired, things that involved Joseph and Mary. But the thing that you'll see, even as we look at this passage today, is there was an adjustment that had to be made. And we're going to see how Joseph specifically joined God's activity to adjust, to adjust for his prospering and his family's prospering, but also for all people's prospering. To join in the work that God had for him to do and to be a part of. The good work that he was prepared in advance for him specifically to do. And you and I, we have specific things that we have in our lives that are the good works that God has for us. But again, in order for us to step into them, we have to constantly, actively adjust to God's activity. So if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to open up with me. We're going to be in Matthew Chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. We're going to start off with, and then we're going to continue on in this passage as well. And so we will invite you to follow along. The verses are on the screen. You can pull out a copy of the Bible, or you can use the app as well to follow along with today's passage. This is what it says, again, found in Matthew's Gospel Matthew 2, 13 through 15. It says this When they had gone, This is the wise men. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And what was this that he said to Joseph? What's the phrase here? Let's say it out loud on three. One, two, three. Get up. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod and so was fulfilled what the Lord said through the prophet. Out of Egypt, I will call my son. And this is a reference to the prophet Hosea Hosea 11 here. But one of the things that you'll see here is that God is speaking. God is speaking to the angel of the Lord, to Joseph. And he says a couple of things. He says, get up, take the child. You need to go. You need to escape to a place, the child the mo- and, your, and the mother of the child. You need to go to Egypt. You need to escape and you need to go during the night. You need to go during the night. And as they did this, as they left for Egypt during the night, do you think, just as we were talking about adjusting to God's activity, that Joseph adjusted? Did he adjust to god's activity the answer is yes he got up and he did exactly what was asked of him and he did this specifically to protect his family specifically jesus and what we learn about herod as we've talked about him through the series is that he again was a tyrannical leader and ruler and he feared he feared the king of the jews emerging he feared that there is a king that was greater than him so much so that he signed off on the killing of many children verse 216 tells us that that he signed off on that and as a result so many so many lost their own children own sons because of that and yet because of Joseph's obedience adjusting to God's activity both Mary was safe and Jesus was safe again adjusting to God's activity. We have to engage in that way, as Joseph did. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about the character of Joseph, beyond it's a great name, is that Joseph constantly, constantly looked to what God had for him to do, and then adjusted. He saw what God was doing, and then joined him in that. And you can see that in a variety of ways. The way he cared for Mary when he found out she was pregnant. And The questions that he had, how how do you mean you're pregnant and it's not from another man? Like, how does that happen? But the way he wanted to honor her in the process, but how he then heard God's voice and said, no, Mary is with child and it's from the Most High. Stay with Mary. Mary, Mary, right? He, He says these things to Joseph and Joseph says yes. He says yes. And now in this moment, we see him adjusting yet again, get up and go. Get up and go is what's said to Joseph. And then it goes on to say this further on in this chapter, verse 19. It says, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. And he said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. Again, he's told to go to go back to the land of Israel, to go with this child and his mother to the land of Israel. Herod is no longer there. Herod is no longer there. The one who was seeking to kill this child, he's no longer there. And then it goes on to say this. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Now, as we look at this, we constantly see Joseph having to be attentive to the voice of God, to God's activity, to adjust to his activity. Again, whether that was him going to Egypt whether that was him going back to Israel, whether that was him going back to the land in the area of Galilee and then s- setting up shop in Nazareth, literally, right? Yes, he's a carpenter. Setting up shop there in Galilee and in the, that area, that district, where he would then land in Nazareth. And I think it's important for us to just note how the prophet's words were fulfilled in the life of Jesus, in the life of the adjusting of Joseph and Mary and what they did again and again and again. And so as we think about this, as we think about this, there's a couple things I wanna give to you as we consider 2024 adjusting to God's activity. Adjust to God's activity by being attentive to His voice. Adjust to God's activity by being attentive to His voice. Say that with me. Adjust to God's activity by being attentive to His voice. We wanna be a people that listen and surrender to the voice of God, because God is speaking, and God speaks in a variety of ways. He uses circumstances, He uses Scripture, He uses nature, He uses people, right? He uses these people and in, in these, these things, these situations, to make us aware. And the way for us to fully be able to discern if it's His voice or not is, again, to, to pause long enough and to have a posture of surrender where we say to Him, Hey, your servant is here and listening. I want to be a friend of Jesus, as it says in John 15, where I'm hearing what it is that you have for me because you don't treat me like a slave. You treat me like a friend, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So you want to show me what it is that you have for me, how you're at work. So you're not trying to hide this from me, but we know that the mysteries, the things that are hidden, as the psalmist said, the things that are hidden, from people are revealed to those who walk in the fear of the Lord. In other words, to walk in awe and reverence, as we saw with the wise men throughout this series, they worshiped Jesus. To be a people that are so attuned to Him, by giving Him our attention and giving Him our affection, allows us to have the conditions set to hear His voice. And again, we wanna always test it against Scripture. We always wanna look at the whole counsel of God's Word to make sure it's in line with that. And we also wanna be people who are willing to adjust when when we're called outside of our comfort zones. Do you think Joseph was comfortable doing all the things that was asked of him? No, it was uncomfortable. What are people gonna say about me having a a wife that is pregnant already? You know, how are they gonna view us? That's probably some, some things that maybe went through his mind. You know, what do you mean you want me to get up in the middle of the night and go to Egypt, right? Like, oh, wow, that, that's not convenient. That's not comfortable. That's not easy. But he did it. He did it. And we benefited from his obedience, didn't we? Amen? We have benefited from what he would do for us because it spared the life of Jesus. And then we see him do it again when he goes back to Israel. Again, not convenient, not comfortable, not easy, but worth it. And, you know, as we think about that, as we prepare ourselves to step into God's activity and to adjust to what he's doing, we have to be attentive to his voice. We have to be attentive to his voice. And we're in the middle of puppy training right now as we have a four-month-old puppy. And my mother-in-law often says to my dog, Evie, our dog, Evie, she says, you don't have a hearing problem, you have an obeying problem. And, you know, as you said that, I said, "Ah, oh, couldn't that be said of the American church as well? <laughs> we don't have a hearing problem. We have an obeying problem. Not willing to adjust my expectations, adjust my, you know, according to what I'm comfortable with or, or not comfortable with, adjust to what's convenient or inconvenient. I, I'm not willing to do that. And if we're going to step into all that God has for us, we need to do the next thing that he asks us to do. Again, not to just be, Hearing like my puppy Evie, but obeying, right? Hearing and obeying in response to the love that God has for us. As we saw very clearly here, this was for the benefit of Joseph, Mary, Jesus, and all people, right? And you know, our obedience and our adjusting is never just for our benefit, though it does benefit us. It benefits others as well. Again, adjust to God's activity by being attentive to his voice. Adjust to God's activity by answering his request with a yes. And I hit on this a little bit already with our obedience. But whenever we're asked to do something, like Joseph, we see in this passage, his answer was yes. His answer was yes. Is your answer yes? Or are you in a state with God when he asks of something of you to adjust to that you're like, hmm, I'll think about it, maybe, no. And really when we do that, we forfeit the opportunity to join what He's doing and how He's at work. Again, we adjust to God's activity by answering His request with a yes. See, we see this with Joseph, we see this with Mary, and ultimately we see this with Jesus who did it perfectly, right? He models the way for us. He has provided the means through His life, death, burial, and resurrection. And and Jesus would make it clear, those who love me will obey my commands, Those who are my sheep, they hear my voice. John 10, right? They hear my voice and they follow me. Again, we can't only say we hear him. We also need to obey him. We can't only say I love him in word only, but I also need to love him in deed. And when I do that, I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting to God's activity by answering his request with a yes. Again, we see this in the life of Joseph very clearly as we looked at this passage. So here's a question. Will you get up and go in 2024? Will you get up and go in 2024? That was said to Joseph in so many ways through this passage that we looked at, where he says, get up and go. And sometimes the get up and go means for us, we need to slow down so that we can fully surrender. I know sometimes for me, I'm a go-getter. And sometimes for me, the answer isn't go do more. Sometimes it's slow down and surrender more so that you're not doing this in your own power and your own strength. But for some of us, he's asking us to get up and go in a specific area. Maybe it's our finances. And so in 2024, we're going to get up and go and, and allow him to have access to that area. Maybe for us, the get up and go is, hey, there's somebody that I care about deeply that I'm in a a friendship with and a relationship with that God is asking me to share Jesus with them. And I've been afraid to do it. And in 2024 could be the year where you get up and go and to share with them who this Jesus is and how he's changed your life. The get up and go in 2024 for you may be a new endeavor that he's asking you to do. Maybe it's something with your vocation. Maybe it's the work that he's called you to. Maybe the get up and go for you in 2024 is ending something. Maybe it's a relationship that is toxic and is not of the Lord. And, and maybe the ending of it is not necessarily that you're divorcing somebody, but maybe for you it's setting up boundaries and healthy ways to relate to others. Maybe for you it is ending a relationship altogether. Maybe if you're in an unhealthy dating relationship where it's not pleasing to God, You just say, you know what, for the sake of joining Jesus and what he has for me, I need to end this. I need to end this. Maybe your get up and go in 2024 will be how you relate to all things, social media and digital communication. And you're allowing yourself more space in your mind, in your heart, to hear God's voice and activity. I don't know what it is that he's calling you to, but here's the thing. When he calls you to it, he's going to see you through it just as he saw Joseph through it. He gave Joseph the strength and the grace he needed to do exactly what he was asked to do. And you know what? The same is true of you and me. And that's why as we enter into a new year, we're going to be kicking off a new series as well. And I want to tell you this because it really fits into what we're talking about. And the new series that we're going to be kicking off is that practice makes progress. Practice makes progress. And we're going to talk about what are those... Practices in our lives that will allow us to make progress versus trying to attain for something that we can never hit, which is perfection. And perfection, thankfully, is fully met in Jesus, and He's the one that has run the race ahead of us. So we can keep our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith and look to Him. But what I want to help us to do in the new year is to think about what it would look like to create practices that would allow us to progress and our walk in life with Jesus so that we could adjust to his activity so that we could get up and go in 2024. I'm so grateful for you, Riverbend, and I'm so thankful that we get to do that together in the new year. And I want you to know that as we come to an end of the Christmas season and we begin a new year here in a couple of days, it's one of my great joys to be on a team here at Riverbend that gets to serve alongside you and also gets to be in and for our community. I I can't tell you enough what a gift that is to me personally. And it's something I don't take lightly, and it's something I don't take for granted. And so I just want you to know, as we wrap up our time here this morning, that I'm so grateful to be in it with you, and that you truly are a gift to me and to my family, and that we love you. So as we end our time together, I just want to take a moment to pray. Let's pray. Father, right now we thank you for this time together, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that whatever you're calling us to, you'll always give us the grace and the strength to see us through. Lord, so whatever the get up and go in 2024 is for us, we know we know that it's you, Jesus, as we walk in surrender by the power of the Holy Spirit, that it's you that energizes us to that end and to that work. It's not in our own power or our own might but it's through a surrendered surrendered spirit that says yes, yes to whatever the request is, that we would be attuned and attentive to your activity and adjust accordingly. Lord, we we love, we love that we get to be a part of it with you. We are so grateful for the gift of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray for anybody who's listening to this, who hasn't put their trust in you today, that today would be the day that they would accept the, the reality that they Are far from you and that they're spiritually dead apart from you because of sin and that they would believe and put their trust in you jesus that they would put their trust in you as the one through your life death burial and resurrection that gives us a right standing with god forgiveness of sins and then joining you in the work and the life that you've called us to and then that they would confess confess in their with their mouth and in their hearts god who you truly are, Jesus, and what you've done for them, how you've rescued them from spiritual death and darkness into spiritual life, and that you've given them a right standing with you, God. Lord, we're so grateful, and we thank you that, Jesus, as you have provided that way, the means of salvation, you also provide for us the means to live out our salvation day by day, walking with you, and experiencing all that you've called us to and have for us. We are so, so grateful. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.